0: Hello everyone, welcome to Soulmates Podcast. This is Emily. And this is Rachel. Today we are reviewing the first three episodes of a hit K-drama called Extraordinary Attorney Woo. Woo. (laughs) Woo. This has been in the queue for quite some time, but only recently did I actually have the time to watch it, and I'm glad I did.
1: I actually started watching it because my father recommended it to me. Bruce? Bruce and Nancy. They were like, we're watching this this Korean show and I think you'd like it. And I was like, "What? you're watching a K-drama? <laughs> of course, they don't know what the hell that is. They're just like, we found a lawyer show and it's in Korean.
0: <laughs> That's like when everyone was watching Squid Game. Mm -hmm. I was like, you're watching a a (laughs) K-drama? Excuse me. (laughs) That's awesome that your parents had watched the show. Yes. They liked it, I'm assuming, right?
1: Yes. But I did um, have a small argument with my father about the fact that he watches the dub.
0: Oh. Um, (laughs) Okay.
1: But I actually watched the dub too because I wanted to see. He was like, it's really not that bad. It's fine. And I'm like, okay. Um, It's still awkward for me. I just find mm-hmm. dubbing of anything with like live action people in it to be weird because I feel like with anime they're kind of fudging the mouth movements anyways. <laughs> so
0: Well, yeah, they're also like cartoons.
1: Exactly. So it's not like you can actually see the dictation
0: mm-hmm. like
1: you can in like in a real person. So
0: there's not that uncanny valley quality. Right. <laughs> And I'm sure that dubbing has gotten better in terms of live action projects. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, thinking back to movies I saw from the 70s that were so fucking offensive. (laughs) Yeah. In terms of their dubbing. But I am firmly in the camp of watch K-dramas in Korean with Mm -hmm. subtitles. Yeah. I mean,
1: there are nuances you're going to miss if you watch the dub because... Even if you don't have, like, a firm grasp on the Korean language, like, you can just tell by, like, what they're saying more of the meaning and, like, the tone that they say it in. Oh, yeah. And I know the English speakers that are doing the dub are doing their best to mimic that, but it's not the same. It just isn't the same.
0: Well, now that we have gotten that out of the way. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. (laughs) What? No. No, it's totally valid. Let's... Actually, explain what Extraordinary Attorney Woo actually is.
1: So, Extraordinary Attorney Woo is a K drama that actually came out in 2022, so last year, in the summer. So we're we're a little we're a sweep slate <laughs> reviewing it. We've been busy, yeah. <laughs> also, as you know, K dramas are commitment because each episode is like an hour long. So this uh, K drama stars Park Un Bin and it follows Woo Young Woo, who is the main character, and she's a female rookie attorney with autism. So she's uh, has autism spectrum disorder. Um, And she is hired by a major law firm in Seoul. Being different from her neurotypical peers, her manner of communication is seen by them as odd, awkward, and blunt. With each legal case and through her intelligence and photographic memory, she becomes an increasingly competent attorney. I want to say some caveats before we go on. Number one, I have no idea if this actress is actually autistic. I don't think so. So she's acting autism, which inherently I have a little bit of an issue with. I wish they would have hired an actual autistic Korean actress, but I don't know if that exists, honestly. Also, they portray autism in this like she's a brilliant savant type thing. But in episode three, which we'll get to, they do showcase and emphasize that autism is truly a spectrum and that, you know, not everyone is like a weird but brilliant autistic person.
0: Not everyone is Rain Man.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And just because, you know, someone like the terms low functioning, high functioning, if you didn't know, are not condoned by the autistic community because you can be quote unquote low functioning at different times of your day and quote unquote high functioning at other types of the day. So that label is really more eugenics. Mm -hmm. Low functioning being, you know, people that Hitler would have killed and high functioning, maybe he would have paused on that. (laughs) So (laughs) not to be blunt, but that's essentially what what you're saying when you say that. So
0: yes, autism spectrum disorder is just that. It is a spectrum.
1: Mm -hmm. I feel like they've
0: approached it with some nuance.
1: I just wish they would have gone the the full mile and hired an autistic actress.
0: I think there is a lot of nuance and empathy that went into this show, and especially in episode three, um, which we will get to. But they have a doctor take the stand, and he clarifies things about autism spectrum disorder that people may not have known. He said, I can't just diagnose someone by how they're acting, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. so... I do think if someone watches this, they will come out of it with more respect and empathy for people on the spectrum.
1: Yes, I agree. We wanted to say that before we got into it because yes. I don't want you to think we're we're like, yeah, neurotypical person acting like an autistic person, thumbs up. Like, no, no. But we do think that this show still has value. And I do think it hits key points that I think the autistic community is trying to hit with the neurotypical public like we don't all look the same we don't all act the same some of us are really smart and have you know a lot of special interest in certain topics which makes us know more information about a specific subject some of us aren't we're not all the same and people don't treat us with respect every single day so that being said I guess let's get into the episode recaps for episodes one through three
0: Yes, and there will be spoilers for episodes one through three. I just want to do another shout out to Drama Beans. Thank you for helping me with these summaries. I definitely used this as a base for my notes. I love going back to Drama Beans after I watch something to make sure that I completely understand the plot, just because episodes can be so complex, especially with K-dramas. So, Drama Beans, you the best.
1: You're cool beans, drama beans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the first episode starts off in the year of 2000. Let's go back in time. Woo Young Woo is a seemingly nonverbal child on the autism spectrum. Her dad is attacked by a jealous neighbor and he accuses her dad. He's like, you've been sleeping with my wife. And he's like, no. <laughs> She had been watching Wu Young Woo when he had to work, but her husband is like, you're cheating with my wife. Um, and they get into a physical altercation. And it stops when she finally speaks and she cites definitions of assault memorized from her father's legal library. And he's like, oh my God, she speaks. Yes, I know what she's interested in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he like runs away very happy with her. And then fast forward 22 years later, Woo Young-woo is the first autistic lawyer in Korea, and she had just been hired at the law firm Hanbada. The CEO of the law firm who went to law school with Woo's dad knew that she was autistic, but she took that note off her resume and was just like, take care of her. Mm-hmm. Woo's immediate boss, Jung Myeong-seok, Is skeptical that she can actually perform her expected duties as a lawyer. She has trouble, like, entering the building using the revolving door. And I gotta say, those can be really hard. (laughs) I hate them. I hate them.
1: I don't use them most of the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And she also, at one point, kind of talks her boss's ear off about whales.
1: Her two special interests are law and whales. (laughs)
0: Yeah, whenever she gets like a Jimmy Neutron brain blast, <laughs> they show like stock footage. of That's a such whale. a great way to frame that. Yeah,
1: it like zooms <laughs> out. And it's just like a whale breaching, and while she's having a mental breakthrough, you know.
0: So their first client is a woman in her seventies who is charged with attempted murder after hitting her irrationally jealous husband. Ooh, sounds familiar. On the head with an iron.
1: He had it coming. <laughs>
0: Young Woo recognizes the client as the wife of her childhood neighbor. And this woman was always nice to her, despite, like, her husband's semi-violent nature. She always looked after Young Woo. So Young Woo is told to get the client off on probation. She's an old woman. She doesn't need to go to jail. But she states that the client should be gotten off for bodily harm rather than attempted murder. Her reason being that in the future, when her husband dies, the client won't be able to inherit his pension or their house, because it's in his name, if she's convicted of his attempted murder. Which, yeah, that's a total oversight.
1: 100%.
0: Her boss is super impressed with this and with her reasoning, and he tells her, yes, go in this angle. He also apologizes for his initial attitude to her, and I was like, ugh. Okay, now I can be in love with you. Oh my God. (laughs) This character.
1: Emily's trying to get Jung, Yun (sighs) suk and Woo Young-woo canon. It's not canon right now.
0: (laughs) It's not going to be canon, but um, (laughs) he he has very sharp cheekbones and glasses, and that is my type to a (laughs) T. And I was like... Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I was 10 seconds away from making some kind of fan camp. Oh my while god. Watching this show.
1: He's too pointy. He's not debonair enough to be the lead love interest.
0: And he is her boss. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that would be weird.
0: <laughs> I just, I really like the character and I just think he's just the most handsome man.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: But yes, he apologizes to her. Wu is accompanied by attorney Lee Jun-ho to visit their client in the hospital, and while they're there, her husband has another violent rage episode, and their client is very upset by this, and she's like, I wish I actually killed him. This is so embarrassing. But Wu is able to see past her frustration to know that she actually cares about her husband. You know, she's fluffing his pillows. She's closing the blinds so he can sleep. And she notices these things and is like, no, you actually do care. You know, just reminding her. So as the trial kicks off, and just as the jury is like, yes, we believe you, young Woo," That's a great argument. The husband dies. Thanks to him lashing out at, at his wife again from the witness stand in the court, her charge is changed from attempted murder to murder, which is much harsher. This does not throw Young Wu off course, though. She fits all of the pieces of the case together to prove that the husband actually died from a pre-existing condition rather than being hit on the head with the iron that was totally justified. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it was some sort of um, brain clotting condition that happens when you have Alzheimer's, I think. Mm -hmm. And they proved that it was that that caused his headache, blackout, and subsequent death. Not her, not even hitting him on the head with the iron, actually.
0: (laughs) I know. So their client is found not guilty of murder and is let off with probation for bodily harm. And that is the end of episode one. I thought it was a really great introduction to the show. Yes. It shows how young Wu is different from her neurotypical peers. She's always looking at a case a different way. Mm -hmm. And that is what helps her be the best attorney.
1: And I love that they showcase that it may not seem like she's listening or making eye contact or seemingly caring about what's going on. But she obviously cares enough about this woman to go the extra mile and, you know, help her not lose her house. And, you know, just be caring in the way that she's thinking about the clients because I feel like people, and they kind of address this in the show too, like people with autism spectrum disorder, like they're not only not great with social cues, but it seems like they don't care or they don't love or have feelings towards people, but they totally do. Autistic people love other people. They have romantic relationships. They have familiar relationships. So I do like that they showcase that, like they kind of subvert expectations, like she's paying attention and she cares enough to pay attention in a lot of different ways. So anyways, let's move on to episode two. <laughs> and these episodes, like there is kind of like a, a plot that comes through in the background, but these are very episodic, which I like too. It very much mimics like a, you know, any other lawyer case type show.
0: A procedural, if you will. Thank you, Emily.
1: (laughs) Alright, so episode two opens with a wedding. A couple marches down the aisle at their dream hotel wedding, but the bride gets distracted. She trips, and her strapless dress shows her titties to everyone, and her Buddhist tattoo on, on her back.
0: And it's big.
1: Like, it's half of her back. As a result of this, the bride's father wants to sue the hotel, because now the groom's grandfather doesn't want them to get married due to her tattoo because he is a big old Christian and he does not like the Buddhist tattoo and was shocked by it. More than her titties being out, which I thought was interesting. Yun suk and his team are assigned to the case and to glean information, he not only sends Young-Woo and Jun ho out to collect information, but he also sends Min-Woo and soo Yun, their co-workers, too. However, due to some shenanigans... Basically, like, soo Yun, like, shits herself, and <laughs> she, she can't be the pretend wife to Jun ho the love interest hunk, so Young-woo ends up having to do it. It's actually very cute. She, like, tries on a wedding dress, and Jun ho is like, oh, so beautiful, amazing. Like, he does the stand-up, open-mouth thing. Very cute. And Young-woo, and Minwoo, the uh, male coworker, they're also kind of gathering information from the staff at the hotel as well. So while Soo Yun is shitting herself in the bathroom, she <laughs> she <laughs> eavesdrops uh, that one of the hotel employees was actually sacked over the wedding dress issue. And Jun Ho is able to persuade one of that person's coworkers to testify in court. And according to the testimony that she gives, the sacked employee. Mistakenly tore the original wedding dress, but rather than admit the truth to the bride, they gave her a dress in the same design but a bigger size. And that's why it fell off of her and exposed her titties and her Buddhist tattoo to everyone while she was walking down the aisle. But it's not a win for the Hanbada law firm yet, because the hotel's attorneys dig up an online post made by the bride. When they were reading this, I was like, this bitch is so stupid, you never post anything on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, she she basically says in an online post, she's like, Oh, I'm so glad that this ceremony got fucked up because I didn't want to marry this guy, anyways. She was hoping that the engagement would be called off, apparently. She's not into the groom and she only went ahead with the arrangement because her father wanted to be in-laws with a Chebol family, which I think is just like a very wealthy family.
0: It's like a wealthy, influential, they own their own corporation. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like generational wealth.
1: It sounds like her family is wealthy too, but maybe not at the same level.
0: For these people, it's never enough money.
1: That's true. So now that this internet tea has been spilled, Hanbada's argument that the bride suffers from PTSD because she showed her titties and the tattoo in the ceremony, it no longer serves as basis for compensation from the hotel. But then the bride mentions that the groom's grandfather promised to gift her land in a choice location after the wedding. So Young Woo flips the compensation argument around, and now her claim is that since the marriage was hinged on that promise of land, and because she couldn't go through with the wedding due to the hotel's negligence, the hotel should compensate for the loss of land. So... Just a little bit of backstory here. The father was asking for like 1 billion won at the start of it and everyone thought he was crazy for that. But the value of this proposed land was like three times that. So now they're asking for three times the amount they originally came in with. The bride's father, who loves money, he's like Mr. Krabs, um, (laughs) he loves this. But the bride is like miserable still. She wants the lawsuit to end. So she withdraws the lawsuit at the next court appearance and you get a flashback because Young Woo actually tells her how to do that then she drops like several bombshells on her father saying that she is a buddhist and she is queer and she walks out of the court holding her girlfriend's hand because the whole wedding saga was brought about because she got distracted because her girlfriend was at her freaking wedding drama (laughs) drama so the whole wedding saga has young woo thinking about her own future But she admits to her dad that she probably won't be able to get married because of her autism. Or will she? But she says if she does get married, she's definitely giving her bouquet to her dad so he can get married too. And again, we drive home that just because she's autistic and just because she doesn't show it like everyone else, she loves her dad and she notices that he's single and alone (laughs) and sad that he's alone.
0: (laughs) Okay, episode three. So this episode's case was kind of like an encapsulation of the whole show, Mm -hmm. almost. Very emotionally fraught. Yes. It's about a younger brother with autism who allegedly beat his older brother to death. The defendant is largely nonverbal and the attorneys have trouble communicating with him. On questioning the defendant about the incident, he gets riled up and they just can't get through to him. So Young Woo borrows a page from her dad's playbook. And when she was a child, like the only way her dad could really effectively communicate with her was by using legal terms because that was what she loved. That was what she was interested in. So that is how he, you know, got her to do her chores and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And the defendant is a really big fan of Su, which is like a cartoon penguin so show. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Wu figures that that is the best way to reach him. So along with Suk and soo Yun, Young-woo gives a very, very funny performance <laughs> of the Su soundtrack, like the theme song, mm-hmm. at their next meeting with the defendant, and he fucking loved it. Yeah, But he gets riled up again when asked about his brother and the incident. However, despite them not really being able to question him, Young-woo has a suspicion that the victim might have actually attempted suicide. And what the parents witnessed was the defendant trying to save his brother, not assault him. So Young-woo and Jun ho go to the parents' house And they find evidence to prove that the victim's death was a suicide. They literally find the rope that he hung himself with. But the parents refuse to acknowledge it. They would rather not have the shame of suicide be associated with their older son who was in medical school. And I thought that was so fucking shitty. Mm -hmm. They're like, we're just going to throw our autistic son under the bus and he won't go to jail. They'll put him in a hospital. But still... He didn't do it. Why would you force that upon your son?
1: Yeah, not to mention that then he'd have this label of being violent all the time. When his mom said that, like, he's a big boy and that's what all that people see, but he's, you know, gentle and he cares. And it's just proven again and again here. Like, if he ever, when he gets riled up in those scenes, he often, like, hits himself he doesn't like hit other people, and that's kind of the thing with autism too—a way of like coping with like emotions that are too big to handle. So I agree that that was so shitty. I'm like, what about your fucking son? What about who is alive? Your alive son. I like that they did that because that is a thing. You know, they they're like really focused, and they put all their hopes and dreams in their neurotypical son, and they I guess just like didn't have hopes, dreams, or anything for their autistic son.
0: So in court, the prosecutor brings up Young Boo's autism in an attempt to discredit her as having bias to the defendant since they're both on the spectrum, which is complete fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. But, you know, you can't read the jury's mind. And the parents want. The case to be over. So the father asks Young Woo to step down. And even though Young Woo literally figured out how they can get their son off the hook for his brother's murder, his father is still like, no, I want her off the case. So she sadly agrees because that is what is best for her client if she just steps down. Another lawyer at their law firm carries on with the proceedings and the defendant gets off with probation. But the feelings of inadequacy still overwhelm Young Woo and she decides to resign from the law firm thinking that she can't be a good attorney if she can't even help a fellow autistic person. And that's where we leave it.
1: Yeah, it's such a sad way to end. And I just want to note that that other lawyer at the firm didn't do any of his own work. He used exactly what young Wu figured out to win the case, yeah. essentially.
0: Eventually, the parents did realize that it was stupid to condemn their autistic son. And so they went on to prove that the older brother committed suicide, mm-hmm. which is why the younger son got probation. But still, the mom at least felt guilty and was like, I know you did all this work. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not enough, though. And I feel like time and time again in this episode in particular, like, young woo just gets told like you're not good enough you're not good enough we don't want you. You're not good enough. Or she's like completely looked over like she's a child or like she's not an adult or like a human being that can be communicated with. So I, I feel like she just got really beat down in this particular case. I don't think she was necessarily mad about it, but I would have been fucking pissed. Like, why do you keep looking over me? I'm doing all the work and I'm doing a good job and I still get passed off, looked over, and told to sit down and to get out of the way.
0: Mm-hmm. But I will say, Past this episode, I'll give a little spoiler. She comes back to the law firm, okay. so she, she doesn't quit being a lawyer forever because she loves the law so much. And as the series progresses, her co-workers really rally around her and help her be the best attorney she can be, especially her female co-worker. There was like a moment... That is so fucking touching. I literally cried. It was so good.
1: Oh, good. I'm glad. I do want to keep watching this. I only watched episode three, um, but Emily has watched longer than me. So
0: yeah, so much drama. And yes, there is romance in it in the future. I won't say anything else. So (laughs) I can see why people were obsessed with this show. Mm -hmm. The episodes are more than an hour. They are solid K-drama format. But I felt like the show really sucks you in. Mm -hmm. And the procedural aspect of it really helps the episodes move along. Yeah. Anything else you would like to say about the show, Rachel? I feel like we said a lot of what we wanted to say at the beginning.
1: Yeah. No, I don't have anything else to add. I just think this show is really good and I am going to continue to watch it.
0: Okay. Let's give our ratings for this. On a scale from one to five, how would you rate the acting?
1: Four. I think it's actually very good from all sides i even think the minor characters in like you know each episode are good that are acting out their case you know there's not so many like over the top goofy moments in this k drama which i actually enjoy everyone is more like authentic and i like that
0: i am also gonna rate it a four i thought everyone did a pretty good job but there were some moments that i thought probably could have been better okay on a scale from one to five how would you rate the plot of this show
1: I'm going to go out on a limb and rate it a five, actually. I think at least episodes one through three, I feel like the stories were really well written.
0: I'm also going to rate it a five. I thought that the procedural aspect really helped mm-hmm. with this. And I thought that, all, like you said, all the minor characters were really compelling. Okay, on a scale from one to five, how would you rate everything else? The uh, lighting, the costuming, the soundtrack.
1: Um, I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> The thing that I hate the most about Woo Young Woo's outfit that she wears is her jacket sleeves are hilariously too long and it bothers me. Like they cover her entire hand. So (laughs) I feel like it makes her look unnecessarily childlike. And honestly, there's nothing special about any of the sets. It's just like an office. So.
0: I'm gonna agree with you. I thought that when she gets like the brain blasts, like with the whales, they I thought use that the was same so fucking corny. whale <laughs>
1: stock footage too.
0: <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Okay. So, simple question: Would you recommend this show?
1: Yes, I would recommend this show.
0: I would also recommend this show, but with the caveats that we said uh, before our episode discussion. Yes. Okay, let's wrap this episode up with our weekly K-pop recommendations. I'm going to recommend When I Move by Kara. I'm
1: going to recommend Vibe by Tae Yang and Jimin.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast.
1: You can find us on Instagram where our link tree is at. That has links to all of our relevant social media accounts. And our account on Instagram is Podcast.
0: Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com.
1: You can check us out on YouTube under our channel name, Soulmates Podcast.
0: This program is available pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Wherever you're listening right now, make sure you subscribe so we can be there for you every other Friday. We'll See you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.